Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of Q&A Quest, and this is the special, oh my god, we're getting Dragon Quest 7 and 8 remakes on 3DS episode. The put your money where your mouth is episode, because yes. we've been complaining about this for since this started. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, with me, as always, is my, um, I don't know, I don't have a funny title for you this week, Dave. Um, uh, okay, Use the I can't quest to your dragon? There you go. Oh. That's getting metaphysical. <laughs> and with us this week... Hi, I'm Adam Marie Privateer. <laughs> uh, and how are you doing? I think uh, you actually requested to be on uh, like when we first started this show, so it's good to finally ha have you on. Yes, I'm finally sneaking my way onto all the podcasts. Awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> the ritual has been completed and we're all going to be killed for <laughs> uh, so Anna, you actually had a good idea on how to start this, since this isn't going to be strictly our traditional answering random question structure, and just talk about how we all got into the Dragon Quest series. Um, sure. Um, mine's kind of convoluted, because um, when I was uh, seven years old, we moved from a very large city in Ontario to a much smaller city in Northern Ontario. And so both my parents worked full time and I ended up going to a babysitter. Well, the babysitter was like grandma's age and she had an adult daughter in her thirties who liked playing Nintendo and would occasionally watch me when her mom wasn't available. And when she watched me, she was like, here's the Nintendo, here's Strike and Quest. Don't bug me. <laughs> <laughs> And so that was my introduction to the series. Well, that's a pretty cool introduction. And I actually, I ended up beating the game eventually. Um, and it wasn't until years and years later I picked up um, Dragon Quest 1 and 2 on the Game Boy Color. And then sort of, I, I actually wasn't that interested in the series, but Dragon Quest 7 was localized by a bunch of RP Gamer staff members, including the guy who hired me onto RP Gamer. And so it, it was kind of a point of honor that I had to play it. Nice. That seems like a difficult one to uh, really dig into the series with. I played it for at least 100 hours and never finished it. <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's Dragon Quest Seven story. At yeah. least once. It's like, yeah, I played it for 100 hours and it didn't finish. It doesn't end. So what about you guys? What was your introduction? Uh, mine's probably typical for a lot of people uh, in that, hey, I got this game for free from Nintendo Power. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, uh, we overproduced these and no one bought them. Yeah. Uh, so I played the heck out of that as a kid, lost multiple saves. I remember one interesting instance where uh, there was a, it was in the middle of a hurricane and we lost power. Well, I was playing it and lost my save. Uh, yeah. The Imperial Scroll of Honor has been burned. Your data has been lost. Yes. <sighs> One of those rare instances of a hurricane going all the way up the East Coast. 
Had but to... hey, you could have played the Japanese version and had to memorize passwords. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so honestly, that's while that's kind of how I originally played the series, I didn't actually play any of the other ones on the NES. I, it wasn't until actually the Game Boy Color version um, that I really kind of went back to the series and uh, uh, kind of dabbled with it for a while. And then what really, I think, got me into it was the DS version of 4. Like that, uh. that was what actually cemented me as a Dragon Quest fan. And to, it's, I mean, it, it was kind of weird. It's like this series has kind of been in my life for a long time, but it wasn't until that game that, you know, it finally clicked. It finally uh, sunk its hooks in. Yes. And that's a pretty good one. Uh, although, before that, I had played Rocket Slime, and that is pretty awesome. Oh, man! I yeah. love that The game. other Dragon Quest heroes. Yes. Uh, it just, it makes little... me sad, because... We got a bunch of the Dragon Quest offshoot games, like Dragon Quest. I I played a lot of Dragon Quest Monsters One and Two, yeah. and I played the crap out of oh. Dragon Quest Slime. Yeah, that um, was a fun game. And didn't One get into any of the Joker games because I think I have both of them. But the sales of them were so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of like the weird ones that like. Like, apparently no one in North America or Europe is interested at all in Dragon Quest heroes or monsters or swords. But, I no. loved Dragon Quest swords! I, see, and here was the dilemma that I had with it. It's I ended up having such a love-hate relationship with it because I was assigned to review it. <laughs> oh, man. Which meant I had to play it as quickly and efficiently as possible. And for those who are unaware, this was like a Wii launch uh, window waggle. title and so waggle it was all about the waggle and so it was like a first person on rails battle where you basically flung your remote back and forth in front of the tv yeah. and i mean there was a little more finesse to it than that but that was basically what i was doing and waggle so i quest. was playing this game for like eight or ten hours a day so that i could review it and by the time the week was up and I had reviewed it, my arm was just like in a paralytic state. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, does this story end with, and a year later I went to the doctor and was diagnosed with long-term damage and carpal tunnel? <laughs> oh. uh, but did you craft the orichalcum spoon? You can get a spoon? Um, that was, that was I, a shield in the game. Oh my god! I don't remember. I just remember the pain. <laughs> yeah, that that would stick with you longer than a fake spoon. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, my uh, my story with Dragon Quest is much less interesting than either of those, though. Uh, I basically like. Essentially, I tried to get into the series at the worst possible time. I couldn't get the, any, like I couldn't get hold of Dragon Quest one, two, or three on Game Boy Color. I like never had the cash at the when I whenever I saw Dragon Warrior 7 so then I see the remake of 4 for PS1 and I'm like oh that looks cool I'll make sure to set some money aside for when that comes out Heartbeat promptly decides that instead of doing a, instead of inserting English text into it they would rather go off and do nothing ever again <laughs> and that game gets cancelled in the Those US. jerks oh <laughs> uh, Heartbeat I don't understand quite what happened there but that was really strange um and so, like, years later, Dragon Quest VIII gets announced for the U.S., and I oh, look at some screenshots, okay. and I'm like, 
oh my god, this is the RPG I've always wanted. It's gorgeous, and, like, it's so adventurous looking, and I really want to play this. So, like, you know, I get that and immediately fall in love with it. And <laughs> basically just snapped up every title that they localized since. Nice. So I have to correct my story now, because somehow I managed to completely forget Dragon Quest Eight. <laughs> Which I obviously played so good. B- before four on DS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that, I played uh, eight long enough to get Jessica, and then kind of forgot to ever play it again. <laughs> oh man. Uh, like when when they announced Dragon Quest Seven, uh, 3D, the first thing I could think of was, oh man. I really want to play that and, you know, finally fill in that hole in my Dragon Quest knowledge. But at the same time, I hope that means that we eventually get a portable Dragon Quest Eight because that sounds like the perfect video game for me in particular. Mm. Well, and maybe we should talk about what was announced this week. I think yeah. we should, yes. So there was a Nintendo Direct. It was the first Direct since Iwata-san passed away. So it was largely um, Bill Trinan, uh, the Treehouse guy, and then Reggie Fisame, who's the um, president of Nintendo of America. And they sort of just threw out very casually that, oh, by the way, Dragon Quest Seven and Eight on the 3DS are coming to North America. <laughs> Both. They're oh, just yeah. like, boom. Board the hype train. Choo-choo. <laughs> and so they have said that um, Dragon Quest Seven will be the first half of 2016. So probably, yeah, I think they actually said summer. summer. Yeah, they said, said summer specifically. Summer. And then they gave a more sort of broad, vague 2016 release for Dragon Quest Eight. Um, And we do know from Twitter conversations that it sounds like 8-4-Play is not working on these. So I don't think we know who's localizing these. But it's clearly underway um, because we saw sort of some teaser screenshots um, from the 3DS versions in English. And it's not the script that's in the Dragon Quest, in the original release for Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah, I saw some immediate discussion afterwards and someone was, like, immediately getting angry that Gabo is not called Gabo anymore. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) I'm still mad his name isn't Butts, but I got over it eventually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just like, but, uh, yeah, like, the... The, the things I noticed from the interest from the freeze framing the shots that they showed was Prince Kiefer speaking in a Cockney accent. And that was about it. There's like the sum total of these announcements was approximately two minutes between the both of them. So they're they're definitely keeping a, a fairly tight lid on how it's all gonna go. But the reason that I'm sort of really enthusiastic about Dragon Quest Seven in particular is um, the thing that I think I hear over and over again from people that have played the Japanese version is how much um, how much the pacing has been significantly tightened. Yeah. And so just the flow oh, yeah. of the game just flows much, much more. Um, it, it, the, the flow flows in a very flowy fashion. I, I, and so I got to a battle and I think it might have been just over an hour or just under an hour. Which well, would normally that's take a huge few difference. hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's easily three to four hours before you get into your first battle on the PlayStation version. Yeah. And it may have been shorter had I actually, you know, 
known Japanese and been able to <laughs> easily figure out what the heck was going on. So I'm really excited just because this kind of feels like the definitive way to play Dragon Quest Seven, and just the way that my life works now um, between my work and the fact that I live with someone who plays console games <laughs> um, and may or may not be a bit of a TV hog. Um, you know, portable gaming is the the crux of the gaming that I do. Like I'm I'm pulling up my spreadsheet of all of the games that I've played this year and sort of fulfilling in the dead space while I do so. And I mean, you look at my list of games this year and it's like 3DS, iOS, 3DS, 3DS, Vita, DS, Vita, Vita, DS, you know, iOS, iOS. And here's like an entire block of 10 games in a row that were all 3DS. And so my portable to non-portable gate ratio is about three to one. And I think this is so much more convenient. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think this is a game that is especially suited for portable, just because of the whole structure with the, you know, the various. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. And, uh, They're like the mini stories that make you. up the big yeah. stories. Yes. The vignette-based structure and the absurd length both make it much more portable friendly yeah and this i i think more than a lot of games in the series this one really needed a remake yeah this one like other than the nes ones this was the one that kind of needed that second pass the most to sort of like fix some of the more glaring issues that it had because seven's uh well, Seven's at the very least a crude reputation for uh, not necessarily valuing how quickly things need to be moving. Now, As... Dragon Quest Eight didn't suffer from the same problems that Dragon Quest did. It wasn't half localized. It wasn't, you know, plottingly paced. So what do you do to make it better? They've added a couple of characters to it, which is interesting. I'd love, okay. I'd love if they would, could revamp the skill system, which I was not a fan of. The skill system, as far as I can tell, has stayed the same, but they have tweaked at what levels you get each skill. And that can make a big difference in a game. Yeah, especially because you know you have the two new characters that have a couple of skill sets that no one else has. Yeah, that, that honestly could just make all the difference and make me uh, get into that whole skill system a lot more just some extra characters to mess around with yeah you've got you've got a little more to play with because it's like oh i i boned this character's skill system skill set entirely oh well here's another one (laughs) (laughs) plus they were two of my favorite characters already yeah, I remember when I was playing through Dragon Quest VIII, I uh, gave my main character like all boomerang skills, and then that, oh, that ends poorly. Yeah, that <laughs> did not quite work out so well. Uh, like the the way I always went with is like I would pick a primary weapon, and then a uh, like their their unique skill because their unique skill always had something kind of interesting in it. So, like, courage, humanity, uh, sex appeal, and I don't remember what Angelo's is at all. <laughs> yeah, I do not either. Let's probably look that up. The thing I remember most about Angelo is he kind of looks like Trunks. <laughs> oh, that's another game I think fits pretty well on Portable. 
Yeah, it's super long too. Not to anywhere near the extent that Seven was, but you were giving it some a fair bit of your time. Now, are they adding any like quick save features? Uh, I haven't heard of such a thing, but I would be shocked if it wasn't because they're fairly careful about these uh, 3DS versions, from what I've heard. Yeah. And hey, I can play it with buttons as opposed to trying to struggle with it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to play the iOS version. It just, uh, I don't know. I don't think I can really deal with being locked into portrait mode. Yeah. Uh, well, we do have some, some more specific Dragon Quest questions. Uh, the only All right, the, bring it out. The one last thing I... I question I have about this is, who is publishing these? Is it Nintendo, or is Square As far Enix as I could tell, publishing? it was Nintendo. Um, have we seen box art? Uh, no. Um, Are they up on Amazon or anything? Yes. They're Seven on Amazon, Dragon? but they have no box yes. art, not even placeholder. Really? Oh, wow, you're right. They just have a logo. Yeah. Yeah. I am I impressed wanna... that you can pre-order a digital code, though. That yeah, pretty... yeah. Um, the new no, I, I'm actually kind of excited to see these on Amazon in a non-sequitur while Wheels works on getting the questions up. Sure. Um, I actually would love to see Best Buy start to do digital codes because um, they have something called Gamers Club unlocked there. Oh, yeah. And basically for a like piddly amount, I think it's like $30, you get 20% off of all of your video game software purchases for a year for two years at this point and that includes um accessories like um game toys so if you're into skylanders if you're into lego dimensions if you're into amiibo if you're into disney infinity all of those also qualify for the 20 percent off and so there are games like for example the fire emblem game that's coming up i'm gonna want that digitally because i'm not gonna want to have to screw around with putting that cartridge in and out while I play out of things. It's going to take me months to finish that game. And so, and Chris isn't going to want to play it. And so it makes no sense for me to get it physically. So if Best Buy sold a digital code, I could get 20% off and still have it digitally. Nice. Yeah. So I really hope this catches on. And I know there are people that are going to boo and hiss because Nintendo can't get their shtick together when it comes to, um, you know, content being attached to the proper accounts and things. They swear they'll do it sometime this decade. Well, <laughs> I mean, the NNID system they have right now honestly isn't bad. It's not as good as other established systems like, say, a Steam or a PSN. But, uh, Could I don't be know. worse. It sucks less. Yes. It's getting and that there is a bit glowing like recommendation that. with regards to Nintendo and <laughs> anything online. They they keep getting there bit by bit. Yes. All right. All right. So now that I've distracted everybody, fire away with the questions. Okay.
Alright, so our first Dragon Quest related question is how would you rank all the Dragon Quests? Which I think is a bit too crazy, so I think we should just do like top three and bottom three and go from there. Um, Which means we just get three non-mentioned. <laughs> yeah, that's Which fine. We're limiting this to main series entries. Yeah. What? Aww. Okay, you can you if you have a side entry you want to put in top or bottom, feel free. I mean, my top game has to be Dragon Quest Slime. <laughs> slime Muddy Muddy too. That is acceptable. I'm I'm so sad, pants. We have not gotten more Mori Mori. Uh, and I'm gonna like the second I get a Japanese 3DS, I'm just buying that side unseen. <laughs> Pirate slimes. Who who would not want to localize? Pirate slime. Uh. We could have had something as good as Tootin Schleiman. <laughs> <laughs> no justice in the world. Uh, uh, I think my top one would have to be nine. Because I, I really love nine. The world, uh, the, the class system, everything about it. That's that's pretty much me, but with eight. <laughs> like to me, eight is this perfect, like everything I dreamed an RPG could be back when I was playing really early, like NES and SNES RPGs. Like this is what an RPG should look like. It should be this, but beautiful 3D. I can run around in. <laughs> uh, for my second and third, I'm kind of gonna call it a tie between Dragon Quest Nine and Dragon Quest One. Because I don't know which one of those I like better. Um, they're really the only two Dragon Quest mainline games that I finished. And to me, that's kind of that kind of speaks to how well I was able to be sort of pulled into the game and how much time I was willing to commit to it. And these, these games are definitely all time consuming. So <sighs> Even the yes. ones that are short can sometimes feel kind of time consuming. Yes. I say as I start to hint at my bottom three. <laughs> uh, I guess for me, the top three gets rounded out by five and probably Rocket Slime, because Rocket Slime is just too cute for words. It's... And five just, five just has the, the like really like ideal, sort of simple, but still like very resonant Dragon Quest plot. Yeah, I've been playing through that, and uh, it will probably end up in my top three, but I, I can't really put it there right you now. You can't really put it there, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, for me, five, I knew I was going to adore. The second that I started it up, and I'm like a four-year-old, and I wander off away from, like, you're, you're you know, a tiny child, you wander away from your dad, and, like, he's talking to a shipwright, and then you get into a fight, and he just... Like, after a couple rounds, he just jumps in and kills everything. <laughs> and then the entire, like, the entire first few hours is basically you're a secondary character in his RPG party. And it just, like, sort of takes your expectations for how RPGs start and completely, like, demolishes them. So, you know, yeah. it was a super memorable opening. <laughs> and then you get monsters in your party, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was the first time you could really have monsters go around with you and the game could really take advantage of uh, how great the uh, Dragon Quest BC area is. Yeah. 
that game definitely has one of the best openings in the series, though. Yeah. Um, I think my number two would have to be four. Shepherds uh, of the Chosen. Yes, I really like the approach of basically each of your party members has their whole backstory and their own adventure, and then everybody meets up with the main character, which. Um, and the DS version, I guess, has more of a story than they did in the original. A little more, because you get that... You, the original version, you named your hero, but you didn't see that hero until everyone else was done. <laughs> and yeah. then, in the in the remakes, they added that little opening like prologue where you, you sort of see where your hero lives before it gets like brutally destroyed. Yeah, that's a pretty disturbing uh, opening for your hero, too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh, everyone in town uh, sacrifices themselves so you don't die. Yeah, so that you that's, can live in a storm cellar. Yeah, that's not horrifying at all. Uh, all these nice people that love you are all going to die for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that DS remake is really good. Just don't play the extra chapter. Yeah, that extra chapter might be the worst extra content they added to any <laughs> of the remakes. Uh, and for my top. My uh, to round out my top three, I'll just throw in Rocket Slime too. I have to. For, Everyone loves Rocket Slime. For Tootin' Schleimen. That, that thing was tragic too because like for it was for years you could just sort of see it filling out bargain bins in every major store. <laughs> Sad, yeah. It's like no one bought this thing. That made it to our RP Gamer uh, best DS games of all time list though. And it belonged there. That was pretty cool to see. In fact, all of the DS games belong there except six. <laughs> well, and maybe Joker. <laughs> bottom three. Uh, dishonorable discharge. Dragon Quest Two. But it's it's the second one. Shouldn't it be twice as good? <laughs> Dragon Quest Two was made over the course of approximately nine months, and. That's a Herculean development schedule, even at the time, for something that was supposed to be a big revolutionary RPG. And, you know, I respect the fact that they managed to pull it off. At the same time, their solution for how to pull it off was to take everything from Dragon Quest One and just make it take three times as long. <laughs> Your party of characters is the main character of Dragon Quest One, split into three less useful people. Your MacGuffin quest is the same, except that there's now five things to collect instead of, like, two. And the game really fell in love with the idea of, you know what's really fun? Is wandering around, searching for the unmarked square that an important item is put, placed upon. Like, the game is full of that nonsense. I am in the process of replaying the first six games in preparation for seven. Finished one, that was, you know, real fun and charming, and, you know, it was simple, but and then I'm in two, and it's just like, oh, let's go look for the, like, just C-square that has the sunken treasure on it. That didn't take forever. Yay! Uh, but you get... And the, and but in the remake, that's like in the original, that square is white. In the remake, that square is basically invisible. Yay! It's supposed to have sparkles over it. You can't see them. Twice the challenge, twice the fun, right? Yeah, it's it's also got, from what I've heard, a brutally difficult last dungeon. It's been forever since I did it, and I'm not yeah. looking forward to it again. <laughs> I remember that it took me a very long time to finish Dragon Quest Two on Game Boy Color. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's it's a sophomore slump. 
Yeah. I, is I, that the is that the second year of high school? Yeah, and it's okay. also used to to refer to like the second album that a band releases that people are less enamored of. Oh, okay. Music. Okay, someone else talk about bottom three before I descend into further. Wheels further is gonna throw things at me when I say this. No, wait, oh, no. wait, wait. Because my bottom three are four, five, and six on the DS. Ah! <laughs> End oh, call. End call. Right. That hits me right in the. That hits me right in the heart because I adore five DS. And I'm not saying that they're bad games, but here's the problem that I had. I petered out in the fourth chapter in four. I petered out after choosing a bride in five. And I'm pretty sure I played a few hours of Dragon Quest VI, but I could literally tell you nothing about it. I, I can admit that Dragon Quest VI is bottom three material. Yeah. Because Dragon Quest VI, there's some, I don't even know what it is, but there's something about it that is just incapable of holding my attention. I also like, the entire game, it's about, like, dreams and such. Playing that game, it's like trying to remember a dream. I actually think visually it's a huge step down from the original SNES game, too. Yeah, because, like, for the, the first five Dragon Quests were developed by Chunsoft, and so they, you know, they're all kind of ugly. Like, they don't really, like, Dragon Quest V doesn't look that much better than Dragon Quest IV or three. But, like, with six, they, they switched development houses to Heartbeat, and Dragon Quest VI on Super Famicom is actually really pretty. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Dragon Quest VI on DS with its weird, ugly PlayStation-era 3D backgrounds does not look so good. Bleh. And, uh. and so you lose one of the major appealing aspects of the game from the start. Yeah. But six just, like, six just feels weird. Like, I, I can't even put my finger on what I find wrong about it. I, I'm sorry, I interrupted right in the middle of you recounting the ones you didn't like. I'm sorry. But I just don't. I don't like sex either. <laughs> so now it's Wheels' turn for his bottom three. Uh, Name and shame. <laughs> well, two, two, obviously. Too easy pick. Yeah. Uh, my experience with that was playing the Game Boy Color version. It's like I said, I never played the other NES versions back in the day. But, the uh, NES version is just a Game Boy Color version, but it takes longer. Yeah. But so I was playing that, enjoying it. Had the full three characters. Uh, was exploring the world map. You know, wandered off onto some island. Rested at the inn. Uh, and the town there. Woke up. One of my characters was missing. Um, couldn't take the ship off the island. Found out all the monsters on the island are way higher level than me. Um, so I basically got stuck there, and that was that. <laughs> Hard times. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> uh. So yeah, two two just has some some ill-advised decisions. Uh, for sure. Uh, as far as the other bottom two, hmm. I'm going to put Joker 1 there. Uh, just because... Mostly because uh, I really like Joker 2. That 
uh, Joker one just looks just kind of boring. So pity we didn't get Joker two professional. Yeah, well, the one we got's good enough. Uh, so much more. I, I know, I know, but uh, yeah, Joker one's kind of boring. And for the last one, um, I'm just gonna go with the original version of Dragon Quest Seven. Not necessarily because it's like the original version is like the worst thing. Uh, I actually had a decent amount of fun playing it just because structurally it just has so many issues. Uh, you know, graphics, pacing. Uh, Dragon Quest Seven is when the like excess of PS One RPGs caught up to Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is, and this is why I'm so passionate about this remake, is just because there is a really good game buried in there. It just needs to be polished up. So just needs a shard radar. Yeah. Yes, it, yes, the shard's radar is awesome. I swear, I got about as far as I got in the original version in the 3DS remake and a fourth of the time. Wow. Yeah. And that was considering that you were playing in a language you don't read. Yeah, although I, I have a strategy guide for the original one. I actually used that to help me get through it. And, <laughs> uh, that should tell you that a lot about the original uh, that uh the remake is still mostly the original game, just polished up as it always should be. Polished to a mirror sheen. Uh. Uh, so, uh, shall we move on to our next question? Yes. That's unfair. Yeah. Alright, I'm just going to jump right into this because it is How Awesome is Rocket Slime? extremely awesome. <laughs> We've uh, talked about it already, but I feel we haven't adequately covered it. Schleiman? Oh, man. Uh, basically, I could live on just having slime puns forever. So. <laughs> um, if, you've, if you happen to be a poor, unfortunate soul who's never played Rocket Slime, it's essentially like a uh, action-adventure Dragon Quest game where you play as a slime. It's a vaguely Zelda-esque yeah. construct, but with tank battles. Yeah. And flinging. Yeah, so it's mostly... Yeah, lots of flinging. Mo There's a lot of that. Mostly RPG light. You get these cool tank battles where you basically run around your tank and throw random stuff in the cannons to fire at the opposing tank. It's it's goofy, and it's just a lot of fun. A lot of charm. It might be the happiest video game. Yeah, that's that's probably about accurate. Um, I love the box art for uh, for <laughs> Rocket Slime actually. Like that is that the box art for Rocket Slime, and if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's you know it's not hard to find. It is the perfect summation of what is inside of this video game case. Yeah. <laughs> this um, slime is really pumped. Yeah. I just I thought it was really cool because it's outside of um, Pokemon on Game Boy Advance. It's like. One of the only games that I can think of that has a really relevant day and night cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are really a shockingly small number of those. Yeah. So, also, the main town is called Boingburg. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I was so happy, like, right when Dragon Quest 
the the recent Dragon Quest Heroes, the non Rocket Slime Dragon Quest Heroes came out, and I saw someone like <laughs> linking to a uh, linking to a picture that was like it was the perfect summation of how. Like, it wasn't a Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime screenshot, but it was, like, the perfect summation of that, like, attitude that went into those games because it was a picture of a slime labeled Slime Shady. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. That's great. If that that doesn't appeal to you, then, one, the game won't, but, two, I don't want to talk to you ever. Yeah, the localization of that game was just fantastic. Well, and it's the only Dragon Quest game where there's no humans. Yeah. Because, of course, if you put humans in front of slimes, they kill them. (laughs) Dragon Quest Heroes has taught me that very well. Ah, it's dark. It's terrible. Like, it made me so unhappy when I started playing Dragon Quest Heroes, and it's like, oh, man. All the monsters are my friends. Oh, never mind. Yeah, look at all these cool monsters. the crap out of them. And have absolutely no moral compunction about doing it. <laughs> I, I, it was like I looked at it, and it was like I felt in that moment that I hated the villain of this game more than I had ever hated another RPG villain because they had <laughs> taken this perfect idyllic world where I could just be happy and look at Dragon Quest monsters cooperating with humans, and they had forced me to kill all of them. They need to like come back to that world for like. Um... For like a VN game or something that's non-violent. <laughs> I, I want to just hang out in that world for a while because Animal Crossing Dragon really... Quest. Yeah, <laughs> there have be been cool. weirder crossovers. Oh, heck. like that would be the most ideal. Like that would be a perfect video game. Like they're doing a Minecraft Dragon Quest. Why not? Yeah, if they can do Minecraft I'm, Dragon I'm, Quest. They could I'm do. I'm kind Animal of Crossing. excited for that. Um, I'm actually seriously thinking about importing that. Um, Dragon Quest Builders Vita because it is ridiculously adorable and we need another Vita in the house. (laughs) We have a Vita and a Vita TV and we still fight over the Vita. We need another Vita in the house. You need a Vita with some Dragon Quest logos on it. So the only bummer is going to be I'm not going to be able to play Heroes because I don't read Japanese. Oh, well, maybe that one will come over here. Probably not. Um, Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, I would be stunned if it didn't. Minecraft is so big. That's true. Minecraft. Yeah, I always that, forget about oh, that. Man. When I was, I, I think was wondering. They, I think they would be shooting themselves in the foot if they didn't bring it over. Because right. all of the there have. Even Minecraft clones, and I hate using that terminology. It's like calling something a Diablo clone. Even other world builder games have done really well. Even ones that were much less well known than Minecraft have done well. And I think it's because, I mean, here's that my dilemma with Minecraft. I've had it since it was like a $5 alpha. And the dilemma that I run into playing it is I don't have anything to focus on. And so the thing that gets me really excited about Dragon Quest Builders is there's a storyline and a quest system and you have Mm. to follow them. And so giving, uh, I just, I can't, they're, they're not for me. I can't play games that have no direction 
or that I have to make my own direction. It's just not as a style of game that I enjoy. But I am certainly interested in the game structurally. So if you give me a story and you give me goals and you give me things to do, I'm going to merrily go along and do them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So I suspect that E3 2016 rolls around and we're going to have probably an announcement for 2017. Sweet. Yeah, Builders, Builders is one of those ones that even before 7 and 8 got announced seemed like a logical choice to bring over because it's just a, it's just a genre that they would consider less risky. Well, and it's also uh, a smaller investment because there's not there, while they have to localize it, the amount of text is significantly smaller than an RPG. And a lot of the text that they have to insert are from things that are an established part of the series. You don't need to reinvent the description of the slime. You have, uh, you know, an, an acknowledged, you know, reputable, this is how we localize what a slime is. And so having that sort of Bible of Dragon Quest, you can just sort of insert those right into the game with little to no time, effort, money, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of cost associated with it. So, builders well, seems there, like there there absolutely really is a cost, it. and you know you have to go to someone not, not as much that's probably cost, localized, right? It significantly reduced burden. You know, you go to someone who's localized any other Dragon Quest game, and they're probably going to be able to whip through it relatively quickly. I remember thinking for a long time that the reason we were never going to get 7 3DS was that the daunting size of that game's script was just going to oh, make yeah. it not a and palatable I mean, concept. That that was absolutely my argument. People like, I can't believe they're not bringing it over. And it's like, <laughs> because they would have to relocalize the entire thing, and that is a hefty script. Oh, they could just use the old localization. It's like, no. uh. <laughs> if you really want to play the old localization, just boot it up on your PlayStation. Like, no one's stopping you from doing that. But they're not going to release a game with, like, this localization that got cut off 65% of the way through. Like, that that's just not how it works. Like, they, they would consider the damage to, like, what people expect from a Square game to be much worse than any profit that could theoretically be reaped by doing that. Well, and they're already struggling to get the numbers that they want for a Dragon Quest game in North America. Why would they sort of just sort of half-ass a game and, you know, drop kick it out the door? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be one of their flagship franchises. The, the last thing they would want to do is put out a, a half-ass product. This is prestige. So, and I mean, yeah. the funny thing is, is the the people that I talk to that are the most excited for this are like Michael and Doug, who are two of the people that worked on the original localization, they are so excited to like finally see the game with a real localization. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. But... So, if there's a collector's edition, what do you think will be in it? Slime Amiibo? Oh, man. That would be the really? only amiibo I want. No, not really, because I mean, if that was going to be a thing, it'd already be out in Japan. If there were, yeah, if there was ever. Well, the big thing is that like Dragon Quest Seven doesn't have amiibo support. It predates yeah. amiibos, so. Uh, so maybe another slime plushie to go along with the one I got from Heroes. 
I've got one from six. I've got one from heroes. They might as well give me another one for seven. Like, what else would you want? Because, hmm. I mean, have they done, like, any nice Dragon Quest art books? I don't think so. Yeah, it seems Wouldn't like they should. Cool? They, could just put a, they could just put a Dragon Quest art book out there and make it look like a Dragon Ball one and trick the, unla- the unthinking <laughs> consumer. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, uh, was there was there DLC content that available in Japan? I don't think so. I feel okay. like any unlockable content in DQ Seven was Street Pass. Ooh, they may need to revise that for North America. Well, yeah, I remember when it first came out, people looking at the Japanese version, and there was ways to get the Street Pass content that didn't require you to Street Pass. Did it require so, you doing a little hokey pokey? You had to do extra stuff, but it did not involve the street pass. Okay. Just because, yeah, we don't... North America is not really a street pass rich environment unless you're like me and um, turn a cheap modem into a home pass station. Your your other option is to go to as many nerd conventions as possible. I, I can't keep up when I go to PAX anymore. I just, like, I sit in the beanbag um oh, like man. floor yep. and i just i could sit there for hours and go through all the street passes the problem yeah. is, is when i go to a convention i have to work Aww. like the, the strategy the strategy i ended up adopting was like yeah you know if i'm super tired i sit in the beat bags but usually it's like i'm allowed to sit down and street pass when someone i'm with has to go to the bathroom because <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone's passing by the bathroom yeah no that's that's a good one See, as as a girl, I have sort of a latent advantage because I have to sit in the bathroom no matter what. So hey, you can just you know street, street pass, pass and... on the can. All right. I'm hoping I can get some uh, Legend of Legacy street passes at the next packs I go to. So I don't think I'm going to find any of that around here. <laughs> we'll have to talk oh. after the podcast about Home Pass and and what it can do for you. Yes, that sounds pretty cool. Have you allowed, thought of adding the good news of Home Pass into your life? So do we have any other questions? Yeah, we kind of got some rapid fire ones I think we can go through pretty quick. Uh, let's see here. If I can find them. That seems like I was just looking at them. Yes. Um, why do they keep trying to make Jester a thing in the U.S.? I think you were telling me about this, Dave, because I don't really know what he's talking about. I couldn't couldn't make heads or tails of what this question quite meant. Like, Jester... Yeah, the only thing I could think of was Joker, but, like, that was because those are the Monsters games that existed in Japan. But if he means, like, the the translation for the goof-off Gadabout Jester class, it's like, they gave up on that a while ago. It's called a Gadabout now. I guess he hasn't played a game where they changed it. So, there you uh, go. Think, like, they actually did retranslate 3 when they uh, put it on mobile, and yeah, I have to get about now. Sweet. I think the, the get about was also in 6, but it's been too long, and that game is too forgettable. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, can we assume that it's going to be called the Gadabout in 7 3DS? Yeah, I feel like probably. that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. I hope so, because it's a really good name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's uh, very, it's very as much British. As I love goof off. <laughs> yeah, British is kind of the order of the day for uh, modern Dragon Quest localizations. And that brings us to the next question: Ridiculous accents, good or bad for Dragon Quest? Uh, I loved it in four. Yeah, I adore. And them. I mean, is is there anybody who who doesn't like Elena? And um, oh my gosh, who's the guy with her? In, in Dragon Quest Heroes, they are awesome. <laughs> They've got their ridiculous fake Russian accent. It's fantastic. They're they're beautiful. I just love the way that they talk. And I mean, I just I I think that giving characters accents, and I mean, someone can be really over the top. I'll certainly admit that. It just gives another layer of depth and personality. Over the top kind of fits Dragon Quest twos, and yeah. it does. I've always loved the cool accents. Uh, I like one of the first things I fell in love with when I first started playing Dragon Quest Eight was everyone's slightly different British accent, up to <laughs> and including like the sheer degree of cockneyness in Yangus. Yangus, oh yes. Yangus is beautiful. Oh blimey! <laughs> uh, then after a long enough time, Yangus just got sick of being surprised by King Crowd walking up behind him, and just was like, "No, I'm done being surprised here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still." Spoilers! Still, still sad we never got the Yangus game. Uh, Wait, just, it was just, a Yangus game? Yeah. It was... It's uh, Shonen Yangus Fushiki Dungeon. It's a mysterious dungeon game. It's, it's a, a mysterious dungeon game? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's oh, like it a Kid Yangus. Yeah. Young Yangus and the Mystery Dungeon. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, I really wanted that game. It just didn't happen. Such a, that was such a strange thing to exist. But I mean, I guess I guess it and makes it kind sold of sense. Super duper well, but the mystery dungeon games are really hit and miss in North America. Yeah, I yeah, mean, out outside of the the portable ones, have any of the console ones sold well? I remember Torneco the Last Hope met with scorn and no sales. <laughs> Well, uh, and there was um oh it was on PlayStation. I did a guide for it. Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. Chocobo's yeah. Mysterious Dungeon Two, which they still left the two on, even though they didn't give us Mysterious Dungeon One. That's okay. We got Conception Two. We didn't get Conception One. I mean, I think I'm just kind of used to it at this point. Yeah, it's just super weird every time that happens. Um, because the, then, you start to run into a Final Fantasy three or six problem. Yeah, I guess they decided that in case it ever became an issue again, they just wouldn't bother. But, so. uh, and then there's a sheer ennui that I don't think anyone played. I did. Did you yeah, review and you, it? You didn't play more than three minutes of it. <laughs> what? I played a lot of that one. Didn't you I'm review saying, it? No. I assume. Was that before your time at the site? It wasn't. I'm not sure who reviewed it. I think. Yeah, I, like. I think it was before I was doing reviews, though. I know I know a bunch of people that are obsessed with mystery dungeon games, and even none of them ever bought that Shiren Wii game. Uh, yeah, I don't think I did. Uh, I don't think it really had an audience because it was kind of like uh, easier mystery dungeon, and the fans of the DS game, which was more a traditional roguelike, didn't like it. And obviously, they were the only ones that would have any interest in getting it, so it had no audience. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere That's... around Shiren is when I realized that roguelikes weren't for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough call because you try to appeal to a larger audience, but every once in a while you get these games that are too easy for the roguelike fans, 
but too hard for the casual players. Yeah. So you end up with a game that's in some sort of strange game design uncanny valley and no one wants to play it. Well, then there was uh, ZHP. Oh, yeah, Absolute Hero Project. That seemed to be... I saw a lot of people liking that. I'm not sure if it actually translated to sales. I could have sworn you played that, but I don't remember. I, I did, but I, the bigger one I played was the spiritual successor, Guided Fate Paradox. Oh, yeah. Which I absolutely loved. Yeah. I think at the time that you would have been playing... Uh, the time that you would have been playing uh, ZHP, you were busy getting really pissed off at Cladoon. <sighs> Why did you bring that up? Because I want to hurt you. Um, <sighs> it's an RPG, but... Uh, Cladoon! But, uh, yeah, like... Mystery dungeons are a really hard sell. I can kind of understand why we didn't get uh, freaking Young Yangus, even though it would have been kind of neat just by virtue of the fact that I like Yangus and will play things that he is in. Well, <laughs> if uh, looking at all the indie RPGs that list uh, roguelike as one of their aspects, it would be a hot sell right now, apparently. I, I would argue that this is more like... Uh, saying that Velvet Underground would be a, was a hot sell by virtue of the fact that it's more like not many not a lot of people necessarily bought them but everyone that did made a game as opposed to everyone that did started a band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, musical references. Try and refute me. What were we even talking about again? Oh yeah, ridiculous accents. Yes, good. I love thumbs, ridiculous accents. Th thumbs up. S six thumbs up, right? Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear more mysterious accents. Sweet. Okay, next question. What's the deal with all the gambling? Uh, Yuji Horii's a compulsive it's... gambler. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's not I even mean, a joke. The funny thing is, is I don't think you're far off from the truth. I mean, he has sort of become infamous for the fact that he loves gambling. Like, that. That's like it's intrinsic to the design of... Uh, of Dragon Quest, where, like, Dragon Quest's, like, dice rolls that are happening in the background to determine, like, damage or spell effectiveness are so much more varied than just about any other RPG. Like, things will just, you know, like, you'll do an attack, especially the super early ones, like, you'll do an attack and it does, like, twice as much as it does uh, normally, or half as much as it does normally, and, like, that variance really hits throughout the entire thing, because it's like, you know, that randomness is supposed to make it exciting. Interesting. I never really thought about it like that. But, like, that's, you know, the, that's the reason the casino minigames in them are, get really fleshed out, is I think that I think Yuji Ori just really likes gambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, I think that he approaches it from a really fascinating philosophy, because... Um, I may be misquoting him here, so don't, uh, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but he's basically said something like, the game never loses because the player wins. And so he designs all of the gambling in the Dragon Quest series 
in a way that is completely unrealistic because real talk time if someone walked into a gambling establishment one sixteen times cashed in and left and never went back like a bunch of us who play dragon quest do that gambling establishment would not be in business for very long <laughs> alternatively that person would find themselves in a hole in the ground right and so I think that he's kind of done a cool job of making the gambling accessible um, without it feeling mandatory in the Dragon Quest games. Yeah, like, even even at the worst, like, if you really want that, like, Metal King armor or, like, thinking of, like, Dragon Quest Eight, like, the Gringham Whip or the Metal King armor, like, you're in there for maybe an hour of save-scummed gambling and then you're done. You never have to touch it again if you don't want to. Well, and I think it's kind of interesting that um, my memory might be playing tricks on me, but most of the time, the first time you walk into a Dragon Quest casino, you win. Yeah. Like, the, the numbers are definitely fudged in the player's favor to a degree that they would never be in an actual casino ever. <laughs> <laughs> because of the aforementioned going out of business issue. So, yeah, it's just a thing... Um, Yuji Hori likes gambling. He likes the way that it's put put into the Dragon Quest series, and I I think he likes the idea of people being able to win what they want from gambling. Maybe because he hasn't had a good gambling. <laughs> like Dragon Quest as a series has this underscoring philosophy of enough time will eventually get you anything that you want, and I feel like even with the gambling, that's true. <laughs> If you and just I mean, keep at it, you will get what you're looking for. And I mean, ultimately, playing a Dragon Quest game is a gamble, because if you go out and, you know, die, you lose half your money. Yeah. You can go back and make another go of it. Also, playing a Dragon Quest game is a gamble, because that game might be Dragon Quest 2, and then you've all mm. lost. Ooh. <laughs> Now we're now we're just we're kicking the kid when it's town. <laughs> I can't help it. I am in the middle of that game and will not lose to it. You go. All right. Uh, Continuing with the rapid fire questions. Will the three D S Dragon Quest Seven move along a little faster than the PSX one, which we've already answered? Known. Yes. yes, yes. A thousand times yes. Thirty minutes to slime as opposed to three hours to slime. Yes. Three hours or more. TTS, time to slime. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to slime. It's it's very similar to another metric um, in the video game industry, which is TTP. So. I was really hoping to just drag out the ancient start to crate joke. TTP, <laughs> time to player? Penis. Oh, okay. That that took you. That was much less tame than I was expecting. You were slow on the uptake with that one, dude. (laughs) Seriously, anytime you add the ability for users to create comment, com, Uh, create content, you have to consider the TTP and what ways you can avoid that time being as small as possible. How can we slow this down? How can we make it harder to make a dong? I'm sorry, I got us very off topic. This question. Okay. okay. I think this is the last one, which is which Dragon Quest is the perfect distillation of the franchise? Ooh. It's a tough one. 
I feel like for sheer iconicness, it's probably three. I kind of lean towards nine, but I want to say seven. I want to say this this remake that we're getting. <laughs> I could see that because because of the whole uh, structure based around the different vignettes being I mean, the whole I concept just, of the game. Seven is a really cool Dragon Quest game because it's a bunch of small Dragon Quest stories that all end up becoming a larger Dragon Quest story. And unlike Dragon Quest Four, where the third chapter is freaking amazing and then it kind of punts you off a cliff and you have to fall into you like let more boring gameplay. Ah, that's the thing that killed it for me. Is you have this amazing third chapter that's so robust and it's so different, but it feels so Dragon Quest. And then you're done and they punch you back into this normal boring game. <laughs> it makes you want to have an entire game that's just there like, was an entire game, and we didn't get it. <sighs> but yes, I mean, Dragon Quest Seven was so... The thing that killed me about Seven on the PlayStation was that clearly this game had a ton of potential, and it kind of got kicked in the teeth. Rip. Between just bad programming and bad localization. Yeah. But now it can get a chance to shine. Right. So, I mean, I would. The only thing that makes me shy away from recommending Nine is sort of like the titular Dragon Quest experience is um, none of the online function works anymore because it's a DS game. Uh, yeah. And you can hack sore that, but I don't know. Personally, I'm really that, lazy. That still I'm makes it irritating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and there's another stupid step. And there's a lot of cool content that there was, was there, too. Yeah. How about they just take that and put it on another platform with all of that content already unlocked? Hmm. That'd be nice. Hmm. Like yeah. maybe iOS and Android? No! <laughs> you know it's no! going to happen. I know it's going to happen, but that game is dying for a 3DS update. Honestly, yeah, make, it, what... make it look like 8. I, I think the fastest way that they could realistically do it is make it a Wii U title. Uh, make it a virtual console title. Yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah, I don't know how much like that type that 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 is emulated with DS games, but it'd be neat. It depends on how it was programmed. I mean, you have virtual console games where they some of them they've been able to tap and access content that was gated behind some other thing you needed to do. Um, you know, we've seen Mega Man and the Pokemon games that are coming. Um, but there's yeah. other examples that just don't have their extra, air quote, extra content <laughs> unlocked. So, I don't know. But I can dream. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would still recommend 9 regardless, though. Just, uh, it's just such a fun game. <laughs> and, and I really think even better than 3, it does... Uh, kind of mix mixes the different aspects that uh, the series has had over the years. You've got uh, class systems, creating your own party, but it's also got lots of great vignettes and story elements. And collection aspects. Yeah, there's there's a lot to love about that game. Ah, Dragon Quest. Yes. Why did you ever leave me? Well, I mean, it didn't really. We just kind of missed out on eleven, and then some. Dragon Quest, don't ever hurt me again. 
what's crazy about all this we is... missed out on 10 we haven't missed out on 11 yet i'm don't sorry you? uh don't I'm, think my so. my brain is thinking final fantasy 11 is the online you know one. the one that's dying yeah <laughs> you know what's funny is that game has had steady subscribers for years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and it, it's. But, I mean, I mean, Square Enix every year they come to their annual report. They're like, we're running Final Fantasy XI because it makes a profit. Yeah, they they finally just announced they're that? shutting it down, which is super crazy. Honestly, um, so a few years back there was uh, a document that got leaked out of Sony and basically Sony had approached a bunch of companies and were like we don't actually expect you to make these but pitch us a Vita game <laughs> and Final Fantasy 11 an offline version was actually on that list oh, it's never going to happen though um like, we're well we're getting um, isn't DNA making a phone version yeah, we're getting Final Fantasy Grandmasters, which is a spinoff. I thought they were more or less basically making Final Fantasy XI offline. I have no idea how Grandmasters works. It's a phone game. That's all I know about it. But I, like, I I feel like I heard about its announcement and haven't heard anyone like make a substantive claim about what it actually plays like. But on that note, is Dragon Quest X popular in Japan at all? No. No? Mm. Like, Dragon Quest X, like, drastically undersold. I think it had about the weakest first week of a Dragon Quest game ever. It was like 300,000 units. Oh, that's pretty sad. So, um, just to clarify, the... Um, Final Fantasy Grandmasters is not Final Fantasy XI Mobile. Oh, they are actually thing. two separate games. I had to like Google that because I'm like, I'm sure these aren't the same games. I'm sure I heard about Final Fantasy XI Mobile, and yeah. <laughs> um, and also, they're actually only shutting down um, the console versions of Final Fantasy. Oh, oh the PC version okay. is going to keep going. Yeah. So, okay, um, you know, they're going to. Sh- uh, uh, let me think. Yeah, I don't think they've given a, a specific day other than 2016. And I mean, they announced thinking. they announced the shutdown at like the start of this year. So still, like, it's crazy to me to think that there could be someone who's still logging into FF11 on their PS2. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, on the PS2. I mean, I logged into Final Fantasy 11 today, but it was on my computer. Yeah, on their PS2 is the to, crazy idea. Not only yeah. do you have to have a PS2, but you have to have the old school fatty with a hard drive. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot that thing required the hard drive. Yeah, it that's... requires a hard drive. And the PS2 hard drive itself, which, like, you know, the only people who ever bought it were FF11 fans. It ended up being super rare, particularly in Canada. Like, I think, huh. I mean, I was working at EB Games at the time that it launched. We had three that were pre-ordered, and I'm pretty sure those three were the only three we ever saw. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, like, you know, the you could tell that the, the entire thing was seen as this, like, boondoggle, because when they, re- when they announced a new version of the PS2, they immediately dropped support for the hard drive. Right. Bummer. Let's see. As of, like, March of last year, Dragon Quest X had sold one million copies across, like, six platforms. So, I mean, I just... 
I just don't think we were ready in North America for a Wii U 3DS MMO. I just don't think that we have the right structure for it in yeah. North America. I don't think we have the interested, dedicated player base. I mean, the Wii U is... <laughs> it's funny Struggling because I've had this conversation... Well, no, it's, I have, I've had this conversation with like six different people over the last month because people are starting to talk about Christmas gifts. And I have all these parents coming to me. It's like, hey, you know video games. I want, to, I want video games that are not realistically violent that I can play with my kids. And, of course, my first answer is, well, you should probably get a Wii U. Yeah. And, I mean, we realistically look at the people that own a Wii U. And, obviously, there's people like me where I'm a hardcore gamer. I would absolutely play Dragon Quest X online. But there's not enough of me to justify it. I f like, I feel like the best chance we ever had at it was when they announced that they were porting it to the PC. But, like, even that, I think the, the concern is that there's just it's just too big of a market. And, like... It's a really crowded market. Yeah. And the thing is, is that market has kind of saturated as much as it's going to saturate. Yeah. And it's, yeah, there, it would be really hard to make 10 differentiate itself in yeah. a country that has no real fondness for Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's, it's not a big enough franchise that that's going to draw people away from other games. Well, and you have sort of this new MMO-esque style game that's starting to become popular, too, that people... Um, get have been getting more committed to because there's no monthly fee. Yeah. Even though they could be the they could be theoretically paying more for it per year than they would an MMO. Um, see Destiny. Destiny? Yeah. What's that? I've never heard of. Any <laughs> <such game. laughs> we also never played a video game called Destiny. Well, but. and I mean, you're also competing with things that have online components or communities like Monster Hunter. If I want to yeah. play a JRPG that has online components that, you know, isn't a series that's necessarily well-known, air quote, in North America, I could play Monster Hunter. And I don't have to pay monthly to play Monster Hunter. Yep. Yeah. Just play as much Monster Hunter as you want and get your fill. And that is is like smaller uh, game time-wise, smaller gameplay sessions than Dragon Quest X probably is as well. Right. I mean, for all that I've heard, Dragon Quest X is sort of similar in structure to Final Fantasy XI, where you you do kind of have to have some hefty time investments per session. Which which makes sense because it's the Dragon Quest grind, but it's still like a hard sell. Yeah. Yep. So. But hey, I mean, it's coming to NX. We might get that version. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of NX, um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh. Oh, I want that. Yep. I want both versions. Give them. I to want me. all three versions. Well, that seems a little unnecessary. <laughs> You don't want the PS4, 3DS, and NX versions? But won't the NX and PS4 be the same? Not good enough. I want to live in a world where we don't have to think about whether any given version of Dragon Quest is coming out. I mean, I think <laughs> the thing that really worries me is that Dragon Quest Eleven is supposed to be out next year. Have we even seen a single screenshot? Yeah, we have. There's screenshots of both versions, although the 3DS version is farther along. Yeah. Okay. The 3DS so, version has this strange thing where you can 
choose whether you want Super Famicom style graphics or uh, proper 3DS graphics. See, I love that, but I mean, I'm biased. I mean, I love Dragon Fantasy. Yeah, no, yeah. it's fantastic that you get the option. It's just such a strange feature. But yeah, no, the PS4 version looks gorgeous, and I would like that version as well as the 3DS version. So, mm. so do you think we're going to hear more about Dragon Quest Eleven at E3 2016? I'm not sure if we'll hear about it at E3, but I feel like it's a fairly safe bet that we'll get some version of it. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that. I think my thought is, is this a is this the type of game where they're going to try and work on the localization at the same time, or just focus on getting the Japan release out, and then we'll probably get our version farther along? I'm not really I think sure. I feel like it's going to depend a lot upon who actually paid for 7 and 8. <laughs> no, like and... Sony? So, here's... Uh, like, by that I mean, who's paying to get 7 and 8 over here? Uh, that's a good question. Like, if Nintendo's publishing that, then I would be much more confident in the 3DS version coming along. If it's Square Enix internal, then I feel fairly safe in guessing that the PS4 version will be the one we get. I still think we're getting both. Oh, I hope so. I mean, once you have that uh, that translation extant, as long as there's no like legal tie-up in who like, based on contracts around it, then there's no reason not to do both. Yeah. So, next year, 2016, is the 30th anniversary of Dragon Quest. What do you think they're going to pull out of their hats? I uh, figure 11 will come out. Some, something that makes me feel old. Well, that's already happened. Yes. Now, are the Dragon Quest Game Boy Color games available on Virtual Console in the in Japan? Because they're not here. As far here. as I know, that is not the case. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, actually, I think from my last perusal through the at least the 3DS Japanese Virtual Console, I don't think I saw any Dragon Quest games. They're really reluctant to put Dragon Quest games yeah. on Virtual Console. They're, oh no! At Square Enix has like nothing on Virtual Console. They had the first three Final Fantasies. I think that may have been all. Yeah, I saw it's, it's there. Dragon Quest in particular that yeah. seems to have trouble. Like they, they instead of doing that, they took Dragon Quests one through three and put them on a Wii disc and sold <laughs> that in Japan. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of sad we didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved that because it had the nice Super Famicom remake. Oh. Like and it I've actually never had both three. the NES version. It actually had the NES version and the Super Famicom versions. You've never played three? I have never played three. Uh, three is Japan's favorite Dragon Quest. Like whenever there's a Dragon Quest to be harkened back to purely for nostalgia's sake, it's three. <laughs> okay, well, recommend me a way to play three. Remembering uh, that I don't speak Japanese. iOS. Okay. Yeah, the iOS version has a lovely new uh, localization. That's very nice. Well, and I have a very lovely iPad that I can play it on. There you go. And it is based on the Super Famicom version, which was definitive. So, I actually bought that, and I haven't opened it up because there's only one thing I usually play in my phone. And it's Hearthstone. Yeah, it's, um, it's Hearthstone. 
Like that wasn't. We're not even gonna pretend that there's mystery here. No, no. Do I know my, what my win count in Hearthstone is currently sitting at? Well, oh gosh. All right, hold on. Let me bring this up because it's probably. You have to give us the lose count to go along with your brag. Thankfully, it does not show you the lose count. Well, then what is even the point? How am I supposed to make fun of you now? <laughs> You're not. That's the whole point. I have 3,815 total wins. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, all right. Do we have any other Dragon Quest questions? <laughs> I think that's it. Do we have closing uh, thoughts? Um... I don't know. We've talked about the we talked about Dragon Quest a lot in the show because people asked about you know missing the series and like I repeated over and over again, I think it was just a case of getting a bunch of side games that never really had a chance to sell here and um. I just you know, I, I, I hope worried, that I, the series can find the like at least sustainability. As much as I want to play, you know, Rocket Slime. Two, three, whichever number you want to attach to it, based on what it is in Japan and America. Uh, as much as I want to play Dragon Quest Monsters Joker three, as much as I want all that, I just would be happy to be getting consistent mainline games. Yeah. So, you know, if we can get that, I'm happy. As long as they don't do another MMO, I think we will. <laughs> yeah, the MMO was uh, well. Hey, looking forward to that NX version. I still feel like I want to hold out hope for Theaterhythm Dragon Quest, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I feel like the reason we're not getting that probably has something to do with the composer, like Sugiyama requiring like, them having to license the music from him. Ooh. Because he keeps copyright on all the music, so... Well, if you own a Japanese 3DS, that game is dirt cheap. <laughs> Yeah, I should I should put that on the to purchase list. Yeah, I got my copy for like ten bucks from PlayAsia. Yeah, like I can't help but wonder if that underperformed. Maybe. What theater rhythm? Yeah, yeah, theater rhythm. Um, Dragon only only quick. if it had a really bad tail, because the week it came out, it was the highest selling game that week. Hmm. It seems like it can't have sold as well as they expected, or there wouldn't be so many of them. Like there wouldn't um, be, it wouldn't be so cheap. I don't know. Sometimes games just um, <laughs> bottom out in Japan, and there isn't any particularly good reason for it. I mean, it scored thirty-five out of forty in Famitsu. It sold hmm. like seventy-five thousand copies its first week. So it's not too I, bad. I I don't I can't see that being a failure. Yeah. Like I said, unless the unless this unless the sales immediately died. And I mean, we would have to go back and look at like Japandemonium in April for that. Yeah, I need to, but yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, put that on my to buy list when I grab a Japanese uh, 3DS. Oh, look, there's tiny these pictures of the Hero more, of Eight and Bianca and the Hero of Three. More importantly, though, uh, Rocket Slime. Oh, yeah, that's, that's always that's front of the list. Yes, less important the remakes of Monsters One and Two. Yeah. Grab Terry's Wonderland, which is also dirt cheap, but that's because it's no. part of the ultimate hit line. Don't do it. It's, it's dirt cheap, dude. Don't you know do it. I will. I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to laugh at you because you can't get anywhere in it. I got somewhere in it. I just I gave up because I was I bored. I got nowhere fun. Yeah. 
But hey, at least it's not Caravan Heart. Is that game supposed to be bad? Everything I've heard is that that's like the most boring Dragon Quest Monsters game. Yeah. It was the GBA one we didn't get. But it got fan translated some four years back. It's a prequel to 7, it's weird. That's kind of weird. Uh, any other final thoughts? Uh, ask me about how my Dragon Quest Marathon goes. <laughs> how's, your ma how's your Dragon Quest Marathon going? Well, I finished one, and two is terrible, but I'm going to finish it. Keep, keep me honest, listeners, this is important to me. <laughs> Uh, I told you you don't have to, you don't have to do it. No, I do. This is important to me. I, I need to feel it. I don't understand why. You and I have gotten into dumber bets over nothing, so I don't see how it's you true. get to judge me. I will play Dragon Quest three, and I will mourn for you. Ask me about that time that me and Wheels got in a bet about who could, whether I could beat eight games in the time it took him to beat two that he had to review. Uh, what happened with that? I don't even remember. I think I petered out at seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I lost a grossly lopsided bet. What I'm doing here is to publicly shame you. Oh. So, in other words, it's the usual episode of Q and A Quest. Yeah, it's 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 the usual uh, Q and A Quest shtick where people wonder how I like have any friends at all. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Um, if you want to send in some questions, uh, you can send them to wheels at rpgamer.com. I'll also accept complaints uh, and whatever else you want to send me. Some sort of general ranting vitriol. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll read your rants. I can't promise we'll take them seriously, but we will read your rants. We'll uh, both make snarky comments and then talk about something unrelated for ten minutes. Yep. Uh, you can also send me questions uh, at AskWheels on Twitter. Um, you should visit rpgamer.com and read all of our awesome content, except by that apps guy. He's terrible. He's pretty Why bad. do we keep him on staff? I know, right? I keep trying to send him to the tire fire, and it keeps ending poorly. Trying to push push Kawazu games on everyone. What's wrong with him? Uh, and that's about it. Um... Any final thoughts? Also, they can tweet at you. Yes, I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to things you say. Any final Dragon Quest thoughts that you may have forgotten? Uh, Going once. Going twice. Go play Dragon Quest V. Do it. Sold! Sold! To Dragon Quest V for Sweet. 600 yen. Yes. Oh, wow, that's cheap. Later. Later.